Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centred, Word-based and Spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Well, good morning, Horizon Church. It is so good to be back. And as Pastor Allison said earlier, we are just so thankful for this opportunity uh, to spend quality time together as a family. But at the same time, we are just so thankful that we're back, we're ready to go, we're excited, and we're believing God for the most tremendous and amazing future. Can I take this opportunity as well to express our deepest gratitude to Pastor Christy, and Andrew, Ollie and Harry uh, for taking care of the church during our time away. And we just love you, Pastor Christy and Andrew. We think you're amazing. And we are just deeply, deeply grateful for your friendship and for your care. And of course, just wanted to also quickly say thank you uh, to Pastor Karen and Jared who've just done the most incredible job and the team uh, just making our church uh, just incredible in an online capacity uh, whilst we are in lockdown. So thank you, Karen and Jared. You guys are absolutely amazing. Well, today I'm starting a new series, a preach that I suppose has been on my heart for quite some time over the last couple of months. And that is I felt prompted by the Holy Spirit to start a new series, which will be preaching uh, for the month of September called What's on your mind. It's amazing to think that this global pandemic has now, uh, we've been in it for around about coming up to two years. Uh, This pandemic has affected people in many different ways. It's affected us physically, words like lockdown. We've been uh, disconnected from friends and family. It's affected people emotionally. To see people going through difficult times has been heartbreaking but it's also affected people mentally. And I know that Jesus cares about our thought life. And this series is all about speaking to your thought life because as we journey in this series, I believe that God wants to touch your thoughts. Think about it this way. Uh, Many of us travel uh, prior to lockdowns. You go to, to work a particular route and you stay on that route. You don't deviate, but now and again, Hopefully not too often there's a traffic jam or potentially an accident and you kind of have to find a different way, find perhaps another more efficient route to get to your workplace. And that's what this is all about. It's about us taking the time to consider what is it that we're actually thinking and maybe asking ourselves, is there a different route? Does God want us to think in a different way? As I said earlier, your thought life matters to Jesus. It's amazing when you actually look at the Gospels, how many times Jesus asked the question to His disciples and to others, what do you think? Jesus cares about the thoughts that actually go through our mind. In other words, Jesus is saying that we are to choose our thoughts carefully. You know, if we don't take care of our thought life, our emotions will run wild. And of course, if your emotions aren't doing well, it can affect your health, it affects you physically. And we wanna make sure that in this series that you have the opportunity to take control of your thought life. Of course, we know the verse in Proverbs chapter 23, verse seven, which says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. 
Joyce Meyer puts it this way. She says, where the mind goes, the man follows. I like to say it this way. For as a man thinks in his heart, so he becomes. In the Word of God, we're gonna unpack today from the Word of God, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse three, verses four and five. And it's an amazing passage that Paul gives to us to help us with our thought life. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse three. We're gonna have a look at a couple of amazing verses. The Word of God says this, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God to demolish strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now I wanna unpack this today to help you with your thought life. The first thing Paul begins to speak to us about is, He paints a picture for us of the problem that we first have. And the problem that we first have is Paul tells us that this battle that we are warring in in our thought life is not necessarily a natural battle. Paul tells us that though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk according to the flesh. In other words, Paul is saying, that not all thoughts that come into your world are necessarily just natural happenstance or circumstance. Sometimes the thoughts that come into our worlds that we meditate upon, contemplate or or perhaps uh, uh, entertain at times are not necessarily natural. And Paul is calling us to elevate the way that we think about this. And He's calling us to a place where perhaps certain things are actually spiritual. Hence why He says, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. And if we are gonna have a breakthrough in our thought life, you cannot necessarily always search for an earthly solution. There is, a heavenly solution that God has for you in the area of your thoughts. The Lord gives to us a strategy and Paul explains it to us and he says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So in other words, Paul is saying to us that we have at our disposal in this arena, a series of weapons. Well, let's name some of those weapons. Of course, we know that God gives to us prayer Uh, He gives to us His Word. He gives to us thanksgiving. He gives to us worship. Not only does He give to us these amazing things, we also have the Name of Jesus to be able to use to destroy the powers of darkness. We have our position in Christ. We have our testimony. These things, Paul says to us that the weapons of our warfare, Can I encourage you in this season not to give up on your worship? Can I encourage you in this season not to give up on thanksgiving? Can I encourage you in this season to know your position in Christ? Because Paul says to us that these, they're not just things that we partake in, they are in fact 
weapons that can be used for warfare. I know that in this season that I've been in over the last couple of months, I have to be honest with you, church, and just let you know that it wasn't always easy. It wasn't a time necessarily where it was completely relaxed. And there were definitely days where I felt that thoughts that were coming to me were just unusual. And I needed to rise up with the weapons of the warfare, of our warfare that the Lord had given to me. And so remember on certain days and I'm an early riser and I just get up in the morning and pray and, and, and read the Word of God and spend time in the presence of God. And it's amazing that when you spend time in the presence of God, how the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, the Word of God says it will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. You know, often we talk about having our hearts in the right place. But the challenge of today is really, is your mind in the right place? Are you actually taking time to consider what's actually going in your thoughts and what's coming out of your thought life? Because spiritual warfare, according to what we read this morning, is not necessarily this spooky thing that kind of happens out there somewhere. Paul explains to us that the vast majority of spiritual warfare is what actually goes on in our minds. He tells us four things. He says that when we rise up with these weapons of warfare, that we have the ability to demolish strongholds. Not only can we demolish strongholds, but we can cast down imaginations. We can cast down high things and we can bring our thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now let's have a look at these four things. And I'm gonna pray and believe today that as we look at them and if you've been struggling in your thought life, if your mind has been wondering if you've felt a sense of hopelessness or perhaps you're feeling insecure about the future, maybe you're fearful about the future, maybe you're uncertain about the future, then this sermon is for you. Paul tells us first up in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse four, he tells us that these weapons that we have, they are mighty in God to demolish strongholds. Now, we're not talking necessarily today about positive thinking. We're talking today about things which are spiritual. Nothing wrong with positive thinking. I mean, it's better than negative thinking. But Paul says that the weapons that we have are mighty in God or through God to demolish strongholds. So we can't disconnect what God is trying to do in us by just creating a positive thought life. What we are doing is going to God, recognising the weapons of our warfare, using those weapons. And the Word of God says that these weapons that we have, thanksgiving, prayer, the Word of God, the Name of Jesus, worship, it has the ability to, watch this, demolish a stronghold. Now, what is a stronghold? Well, a stronghold essentially is a mindset that accepts a situation 
as unchangeable. I need to say that again. A stronghold is a mindset that accepts a situation as unchangeable. I don't know if you've ever had a situation in your life where you think this is unchangeable. I'm stuck with this for the rest of my life. I don't know if you've ever been in a season perhaps where the enemy taunted you about what you were going through, certain things in your thoughts, a circumstance of some sort. And you get to a place where if you dwell on that long enough, that thought eventually becomes a stronghold. That is, you believe it because it is unchangeable. You know, these strongholds that can happen to all of us, I certainly know in my own life that there are times when the enemy has tried to whisper lies into my thinking. And I had to filter those lies so that a thought would not necessarily become a stronghold. But what do you do if something actually becomes a stronghold? Well, the first thing you need to recognise is that if you have something right now in your life that is anti what the Word of God says about you and you believe right now that that situation is unchangeable, i.e. it has become a stronghold, What do you do to see a breakthrough? It's a great question because the challenge is, is when something becomes a stronghold, you believe that there's no way through it. So why even bother trying? Have you ever been there? Have you ever felt that way? You may be in that right now. The good news today is that God has a solution for you. Let me explain this to you. You know the story of David and Goliath. Of course, the Word of God says you've got the Philistine army, you've got the Israelites. And every day, the Bible tells us that Goliath would come out and essentially someone from the Israeli army should come out to challenge him. And whoever won that battle, well, that particular army had the victory. And the Bible tells us that for 40 days, morning and evening, Goliath would come out and watch this, he would taunt the people of Israel. So you imagine this, 40 days, it's a long time. And when something is left unchecked long enough, day and night, eventually it becomes a stronghold. The children of Israel, they believed that, wow, we can't beat this guy. So what does God do? God sends a teenager to deliver cheese to his brothers. Now watch this, he had not been in that atmosphere like the rest of the children of Israel. He hadn't heard the taunts. He hadn't heard what Goliath was saying. He was not subject to those taunts. So God sends something external to deal with the situation. David rocks up, gives the cheese to his brothers, starts asking questions. Who is this guy? Who's this person that keeps taunting Israel? It had become a stronghold over Israel. In other words, there's no way forward through this. Something external came 
in order to bring a breakthrough. Do you know that when you are in a situation where you feel like there's no way forward, I'm stuck in this situation for the rest of my life. I wanna prophesy over you today that our Father in heaven sent someone external to bring the breakthrough on your behalf and His Name is Jesus. Jesus has come on your behalf to fight the battle. You do not need to muster up energy. You do not need to be the person that comes up with a 97 point action plan on how to have a breakthrough. Watch this. The greatest thing you can do is to know your position in Christ. He has already done it on your behalf. What do I mean by that? Why is that important? One of the things I got to enjoy uh, whilst kind of having this break is watching a little bit of sport, a little bit too much sport. And on one of the uh, football things I was watching, uh, there was this footballer who became a little bit angry at the umpire and never do this, but he decided to do it. And when he got in trouble from the umpire, he kind of just dropped his shoulder and he walked bang and just kind of knocked the umpire with his shoulder, which of course in sport is an absolute no-no. Now, think about the situation for a moment. The footballer, he's twice the size of the umpire. He's fitter than the umpire. He's stronger than the umpire. But the umpire has something that's been given to him. Do you know what it is? He has authority. And God, through Jesus Christ, our Father has given to you because of what Jesus has done, authority. The enemy may appear bigger. The stronghold might be a, appear bigger, but you have something and it is called authority in the Name of Jesus to speak to strongholds and to bring them down in Jesus' mighty Name because your David has gone ahead of you and he has broken down the taunts of Goliath. Know your position in Christ. You have authority in Jesus' Name to break down and to demolish, the Word of God says, strongholds. Amen. The Word of God says that the weapons of our warfare can cast down imaginations. Think about this for a moment. What's an imagination? Well, when you're imagining something, it's a, it's a mental construct. An imagination is something that you think about that, of course, is unreal, but think about it long enough, it can feel real. You know, the enemy loves to operate in the area of affecting our imaginations. And there's so many people who don't allow their thoughts to be arrested in this arena and they imagine life, being sick, being lonely, being fearful, always at the back of the line, Everyone else is ahead of me. And I wanna take authority over that today because that's not who you are. You are blessed. You are highly favoured. And we need to change those thoughts. We need to speak to those imaginations 
and we need to take authority over them in Jesus' mighty Name. Our imaginations are so powerful that things can actually feel real. But think about it. All it is, is an imagination. And you need to ground yourself in reality and realise that that imagination, that's actually what it is. It is an imagination. And you need to speak to those demonic imaginations about your future that tells you that you are not going anywhere and that you are a nobody and take authority in the Name of Jesus Christ and intercept that imagination with the truth of the Word of God. You are loved, you're anointed, you have a great future, you are blessed and you are highly favoured. The future that God has for you is extraordinary. I see you doing missions trips. I see you taking your children to destinations around the globe and across the nation to help people and to be a blessing. I see you fulfilling your destiny. I see you outworking the purposes of God. I see you married in Jesus' Name. I see you blessed. I see you owning a house. I see you helping people, caring for people. That is the future that the Lord has for you. Paul tells us, not only can we demolish strongholds, not only can we cast down imaginations, Paul says that we can cast down high things, things that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. That is, things that are incongruent with the knowledge or the Word of God. Fears, anxieties, apprehensions, historical baggage. The weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God to pull down strongholds. And as we see in verse five, to bring down every high thing that is, in other words, to make God lower. The Word of God says that the weapons that we have are so powerful that it can pull down high things. Horizon Church is a worshipping church. Don't let go of your worship. Horizon Church is a praying church. Don't let go of your prayer life because as we pray, as we worship, things which exalt itself against the knowledge of God, the Bible says that the hills melt like wax in the presence of the Lord. That is, when His presence comes, everything that exalts itself against the purposes of God must bow their knee to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Lastly, Paul tells us in the passage that we read, not only can we demolish strongholds, not only can we cast down imaginations, not only can we bring down high things, but we can bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now think about this for a moment, what Paul says. Paul says the thoughts that are swirling through our minds, negative thoughts, thoughts of anxiety, fear, hopelessness, insecurity, not feeling good enough, not feeling good about our future. Paul tells us that all those thoughts can be brought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now watch this. The English word that's used there is of course the word 
captivity. Now, if you've got swirling thoughts, Paul says, well, the weapons of our warfare, we have the authority and the anointing from God to take those thoughts captive. But when you actually look at the Greek word that's used there for the word captive, it's not necessarily taking those thoughts, binding them up and holding them captive. If you're suffering with anxiety today, the Word of God, the Greek word that's actually used there is to lead those thoughts away captive. In other words, if something is taken away or led away from you, it is not a part of who you are. And Paul tells us that the weapons of our warfare are so powerful that we can lead those thoughts, we can reject those thoughts to what? To the obedience of Christ. I love my Bible. And the Word of God is so amazing because the Word, according to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, is living and powerful. Now watch this. Something can be living but it doesn't necessarily mean it's powerful. An ant is living, but it's not powerful. You don't get home tonight and if you see an ant, you say, oh no, an ant. Why, it's living, but it's not powerful. The Word of God is living and it is powerful. You can use the Word of God. You can grab a hold of the Word of God. You can... Take the Word of God and you can speak to circumstances and situations. I love what 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16 says. It says, For who has known the mind of the Lord? Paul's asking the question, who has known God's mind that He may instruct him? Paul gives us the answer. It says, we have the mind of Christ. And that's God's promise to you today. You have the mind of Christ. And having the mind of Christ means that you know His plan, you know His purpose, and you know the perspective that He has of your life, of who you are and what He's called you to be. My thoughts, according to the passage that we read this morning, now serve His purposes. The mental constructions and imaginations that I have now serve His purposes. The things which I dwell upon, meditate upon, think about, now serve His purposes. For God has not given to us a spirit of fear, but of power, and of love and of a sound mind. You have a sound mind. This season will not defeat you because you have the mind of Christ Jesus. I'm gonna pray for you today. And by faith, you may be watching on your phone, you may be in front of your TV, your computer, I'm I'm not sure, YouTube, Facebook, or on our online forum there, with Pastor Aziza. I'm gonna pray a prayer of faith. And this is what I'm gonna believe for. Come on, don't switch off now. This is what I'm gonna believe for. I'm gonna believe that as I pray and use 
the weapons, plural, of our warfare, that something is gonna break as we take authority in the Name of Jesus. Father, I thank You for our church. I thank You for every person that's watching online. I thank You, Father, that You love them, You care for them, You care for their thought life. I take authority over negative thoughts. I take authority over thoughts that have made you feel inferior. I take authority, especially today, over strongholds. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Strongholds must bow their knee. Sickness must bow its knee. The thief of joy must bow its knee. And Father, if these things have become strongholds in people's lives, I command right now in the Name of Jesus Christ that it would be broken and instead the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, would guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Amen. Maybe today your thoughts have terrorised you. Some people, they go to sleep, wake up 1am, sleep for another half an hour, wake up 3am or 2am, 1.30, whatever it is. And, and for many, many months and years, you've battled that. I break that right now in Jesus' Name. But perhaps there are people today that heard the message. You've heard a little bit about what I've said. You need to know God cares about your thoughts. Why? Thoughts are so powerful. They affect our feelings. They affect our emotions, ultimately determining our actions. God cares about your thoughts. He loves you. And only in Jesus Christ can we truly be set free from thoughts which captivate us and hurt us. As we open up our hearts to God and I'm asking you to do that today, everybody to open up their hearts to God, but maybe you in particular, you've never really opened up your heart to God and all kinds of thoughts have hurt you. They've harmed you. They've led you to a course or a series of actions that have hurt you, hurt your friends, maybe hurt your family. God loves you. He cares about you. He wants to forgive you. And He's the only one who can truly help you break that thought cycle. Today, what we're gonna do is we're gonna pray a prayer. It's a simple prayer that invites Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to come into our lives. One of the names of Jesus, according to the Bible, is He is called the Prince of Peace. How good would it be to experience the love of Jesus experience the Prince of Peace and have a great night's sleep. I read a saying once and it said, money can buy you the best bed in the world, but it can't buy you a good night's sleep. I know someone who can give you a great night's sleep. I know someone who can give you peace, who can cleanse you of your past, give you a brand new start. His Name is Jesus. Can I ask you just in the privacy of where you are to pray this prayer after me, to invite Jesus Christ, the Son of God to come into your life. Why don't you pray this after me?
Dear Jesus, I believe in You. Come into my heart and be my Saviour. I receive Your forgiveness, love and complete acceptance. I am now set free from my past. I am now a child of God. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.